Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. The first four hours were simply in a moose-bouche. I'm stuffed. I can't remember the last time I ate this much. Sure you don't want no dessert? Not for me. Good. Your table is ready for Carmen in Lima's emerging podcast scene. <laughs> We're brought to you by Extend Technologies, XTENDAV.com. How would you describe my dress today? No, I don't think it's that different from what it normally is. Can I describe how I woke up this morning in not so vivid detail? Sure. I won't be very vi- – it's a podcast. I'm allowed to talk about this on a podcast. I, I know I'm not allowed to talk about it on the air. So I woke up this morning. Liz and I – so I had a lot of stuff to do for the Browns for today. And I had to get a lot of that done yesterday. And I mowed and all that other stuff. And right, right now I'm wearing, like, gray, green Duluth Trading Company pants and a green shirt. And the reason I'm wearing this is because I woke up this morning – I woke up this morning at about 3.30, cause listen to Les last night. I was like, I'm just gonna get Taco Bell. I'm like, okay, that's fine. So she goes and gets, uh, she goes and gets uh, the 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 food. She comes back. How much did you get? You want to take people through the order? I think everybody is fascinated to know what other people's she got orders the 12, are. She got the 12 pack for me, her, and Axel, cause Axel was the only one still up. Uh huh. And then uh, I got two chicken quesadillas with extra sauce. It was good. It was really good. This morning, and I had, you know what, I probably had mm, a couple of bush lights. So this morning, at about 3.15, my alarm goes off. I hit the snooze. Everything's fine. I wake up at about 3.20, and I'm just sitting there, I'm going, hmm. I go to the bathroom at 3.30, and it is both ends. And I'm Burning the candles at both on, ends. Um, oh, thank you. I'm holding yeah. on for dear life. And Liz is in the bedroom. You can hear Liz in the bedroom going, do you need anything? And I'm going, oh, God. And I mean, I'm sweating. And I'm going, oh, my God. It's And by the time I look down on my phone, it's 430. Oh, and God. I'm going, I'm going, I, I might have to call Owen and tell him I got to do the show from the house. Like, this is this is rough. And I went, well, let's give it five more minutes. Five more minutes. I started feeling better. I go downstairs, I took some Imodium, came back upstairs, go, all right, just take a shower and let's get going with this. So I took a shower, and I just was like, I'm going to throw on the easiest stuff I can. I got my old Cyclones hoodie, I got my boots, and I got my Duluth Trading Company pants, and I got my Duluth Trading Company shirt, and I look, what do I look like right now? What would you, How would you describe how I look? If you saw me on the street, 
Well, that's not Ken Carmen, who's on ninety-two-three. The fan. What does that guy no, do? No, it's very, it's very fall, fall-esque. It looks like you, looks like you have, uh, you have some work to do of some sort. Uh, yeah, like I was talking about to perform work. Yeah, yeah, like you have a project that you have to get down to the bottom of, but you, you have to stop at Lowe's or Home Depot first before you, yeah, before you get there, and you might need a. You might need a lunch pail. This is sort. this is what I wear to to mow and stuff. Yeah. like Yeah, I don't like to mow in shorts because uh, I like to weed whack. Obviously. Boy, I am fascinated by now that I'm back into mowing for the first time in like twenty years, yeah. twenty plus years. I'm fascinated to see what the neighbors wear when they mow. Everybody has a different tact that they take. There's, I don't like tennis shoes. I don't do the tennis shoes. So I'm wearing te- some support. I'm wearing tennis shoes, and when the weather's nice, I'm wearing gym shorts, and I'm wearing a cutoff. Wow. Okay, and I'm getting some sun. And the neighbors who are older, they are dressed like, you know how 1950s sports fans dressed in suits? Yeah. They're doing the equivalent for outdoor work. Yeah, sweaters. They're, they're dressed up like they're clocking in, have a job to do, but still comfortable. Range of motion is intact yeah. for what they're wearing. And I wonder if it's a professionalism thing. Like they're not they're looking at me going, Ugh, we're allowing him in our neighborhood dressed like that. Mm. Dressed like that in his gym clothes. Yeah. Like what if what if what if people spot him? Like, you know how some people have a decorum for how they want to go out. Now, I'm very specific on this. When I go out and run errands now, I think it's now that I turned forty, but I've been doing this for a few years. I don't look like a slob. No, you don't. I look presentable. I I will wear something that in case I run into somebody, I don't look like a bum off yeah, the streets. You don't. Now, does anybody care? No. No. Nobody cares. We were talking to our market manager, Tom, the other day. and You had a problem with this. I, I don't know if it's a problem. I think it's still jarring to me that when I go down to street level and I see people walking in their hustle and a bustle to get to work. And I know they're going to work because I can tell by what they're holding. But I can't tell they're going to work based on what they're dressed like ah, because there is ooh. a dumbing down. I'm surprised this isn't a rant by Bill O'Reilly, and instead it's Anthony Lima. There's a dumbing down of dress codes in this culture. Anthony Olima. To work. There is. People are not dressing up to go to work anymore. Meaning it's amazing you're talking about workplace uh, things with Bill O'Reilly, but that's a different podcast. That's true. That's true. I, I'm a subscriber. No. Wow. <laughs> the, the O'Reilly factor. Did you pay $32 million too? or no? Well, someone's got to pay for a settlement. Well, that's piece. what the yeah. settlement was. There you so I, I'm not saying I have a problem with the fact that just society's not dressing up, but I have said before I think it would be cool if we had a couple restaurants in this town where it's a night out. It's a throwback evening where I'm not saying ball gown and, you know, tuxedo. No, I think it should be that. But way. a dress up. Like, hey, we're going to a nice place and we're dressing up. I'm not asking for every place to be like that because let's let's be honest. We all like being comfortable. We like being casual. But I think something's been lost in translation really? here over time. Yes. I, I just, sound like I'm a very old curmudgeon. I, I get think, that. I think the times are a change. They are. Oh, they have. So, um, I, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, I might want to complain too, but at the same time, like, uh, I don't know. I, I say I like to be comfortable, but at the same time, I don't want to look slovenly. And I think it's easy for a uh, obese person as such as myself to look slovenly. 
Uh, so I, I get very uh, worried about that type of thing. That's why I, I don't like wearing just the shirt. I hate that they insist on me just wearing the shirt on TV. Right. I hate it. I want to wear a jacket. Yeah. I think it's yeah. very easy for a fat pig such as myself to look slovenly, and I don't like doing it. Now, I could just lose some weight, but, you know, that's <laughs> you can wish in one hand and you know what in the other. Um, but, like, the guys that work in Wall Street, uh, the men and women that work in Wall Street, it's suits, it's pantsuits. And it is power still, suits, brother, has not changed that that form and fashion has not changed over time. But the amount of sneakers, Lululemon pants, congratulations on all your success. And well, I mean, they're, by the way, they're more expensive. Than there are the more clothes. people. I know people talk about the uh, the obesity epidemic well, here. I think there's more people in shape than there's ever been. Okay, I have a theory about that. And though. I think those people want to show that off. I have a theory about that. Though. Okay, go ahead. Well, that is. That's that's that Lululemon could help you show it off. Uh, all those types of workout uh clothiers, so to speak, Kenny, okay. have really blossomed because of that. Yes, there there is there is a fit culture. The only difference is though, I do think and I don't want to get uh, this will sound either classist or I know we have a we have a war on everything in this country on where you live. If you live in the suburbs or you live in an urban area and then, and, and, you know, people live in the cities, can't believe anybody would live in the sticks. People mm-hmm. in the sticks can't believe anybody would live in the cities and you have shared values yeah. and core beliefs. And so we're always at odds. So I, I realize I could be stepping on toes here. I do think what you're seeing when you go to work, you're seeing people downtown. I think people that work in the city, it is a different tempo. It is a, it's a different, and, and you and I both know not necessarily more money, Mm-hmm. Because we know people work in the country, have their pickups, yep. dress like hillbillies, and make way more money yep. than than some of the people that work in the cities. Mm-hmm. So it's not about money, but there is a different culture with people. I think in most cities, most metropolitan areas that work in the city, live in the city. I agree. It's it's a totally different dynamic. It just is. I agree. And I'm not saying for better or worse. It's just different. It's just very different. No, I agree. And so people out here that we see, yeah, when I'm watching people walk around downtown Cleveland to their jobs that they actually have to show up to every day, they're in shape. They're absolutely in shape, and there is more of a fundamental routine that probably involves working out, yoga, Boy, uh, uh, Rise Nation, my, my, any of those classes that you can take. My routine's been really thrown off here over the last couple of months. Oh, I, I just with football, I believe a lot like, of people. I, are I've really struggled to get back into a routine of every day, and I don't know why. I I've really struggled with that, and it's it it kind of puts me in a bad mood because I want to be in a routine. Like, I don't want to be in such a routine where it affects the show because I think that that can be a bad thing. But there is a feeling of with everything with you know the boys are back in school. And there's also more school things now. Like, I'm just getting into Axel has extracurricular activities now. And so there is a tug and a pull of my time not being I don't know how you. Ha- I don't know how you make time. I don't uh, – there, there are times I've, – I've told, looked at Liz, like, exasperated before, and I'm like, there's just simply not enough hours in the day. Uh, and and I'll tell you, not enough. your hours – so, like, my, my girlfriend, she looks at me and says, you have all the time in the world, which I, I have way more time than you because I don't have those responsibilities. But – I, I have to add that if we had normal nine to five jobs, so your time, you, you only ha- like your kids and when they have to be at things or when you have to be at things, let's mm-hmm. say you didn't have this radio show and you had nine to five job and then you have your responsibilities, making sure to get kids to here and there 
and all those things. Yeah. You would just simply get up and work out earlier. You would. You would. That's, yeah. that's what a lot of people do. They just get up early and go to work out. But because you are working, you're not going to get up and work out at 3 in the morning. That's no. just never going to happen. I some Keith. My, my, my old roommate, Tony, he would get up like a psychopath at 2 o'clock. Alana will next door. And go work out. But Alana will next door. I will never do that. She will get in here, will not be part of my swear routine. to Christ, 3 a.m., work out, downstairs, come up here and go Can't to work. Can't do it. I can't do it because then it involves going to sleep way too early, and we have sports to watch. Can't do it. That's but, true. But, I gotta watch the games. But on the on the other hand, because like damn, it, I didn't even think about that. Because you can't get up and work out first thing in the morning, it's an impossibility. You've started your day, you've started eating. Yeah. It is much harder to work out on a full stomach. You need you need to like wait, pace yourself throughout the day. You gotta go on the Anthony Lima eating. Plan, it, which I've made fun of you before, but it's true. Well, and it's it's you don't eat a lot. It is really it's really tough. And now you start making plans for different things that you have throughout the day, and your routines have to be hit, and you have, maybe you have to watch this press conference or whatever. So because you can't work out before work, sometimes could take working out yeah. out of the equation. Well, to, like years before, so we've been we've been partners with the Browns for a while, and I've I've done things with the Browns for a while as well. I could get into a fall routine. Now, like last year, remember there was I I just stayed at home. Stay at home, and so we did so the show. Different. Well, we you and I started rotating in studio. That's an hour a last day, though, year. Think about it. That's true. You and I started rotating, and then like the shows were just at home. You mm-hmm. never went to the stadium. Now I got to go to the stadium. Now I got to go in person and do the interviews again before we just did them on Zoom. Yep. Uh, there was a lot of different things that I had to do. I I didn't have to do. Now I have to do that again, and especially with. The Axel's extracurriculars, like you're right, because my dad, my dad used to work usually, he used to work 1, 1 to 10, but he used to work usually 6 to 3 or 6.30 to 3.30. And so he'd be done, and then that, you know, work was work. He didn't need paperwork at home. He didn't do that stuff. And so there was a little bit more time, I guess, he could dedicate. Plus, I was his only son. So there was, it was his only kid. So I, there was maybe a little bit of of a difference then. Like there are times I'm like, geez, where did the day go? And like there, and that's part of the where people go. You don't take naps. I go no. And some of it's like because I'm constantly, especially this time of year, I'm planning for something ever for something else. And thirty minutes, you think thirty minutes doesn't count? Thirty minutes counts. Thirty minutes absolutely counts. An hour counts. And that sucks. That part sucks because then you feel a little bit overwhelmed because then you're going well. You just don't have enough time that even thirty minutes affects you. That's that's difficult. You need to change your plans, and so you start to feel guilty and, and, and some somewhat ashamed. But either way, it's just that part sucks. This this has been a difficult fall uh, because I've it, it's been a struggle to be able to plan things, to have ritual, to have plan, to have routine, and to be able to do that stuff. So it's because di- now I'm like I, I'm trying to like even with, like caring of the house. I'm hitting a moving target, like uh, my utility room. I need to get that organized and cleared out before the winter. Uh, I, I, t- I had to take out a couple of things in the basement because the basement, you know, the, that's the boys' playroom. They ruined the TV down there, so I had to get that out of there. Had to clean out the pond again uh, the other day, which I have to clean out that filter. Which, guy, I tell you what, the part of that selling thing was this stupid-ass decorative pond. Mm-hmm. If you go to a house and that's there, get the hell out of there. <laughs> or tell them you'll, you'll buy the house if they fill it up. Don't buy the damn thing. Because it is the biggest pain in the freaking ass you're ever going to deal with in your life. I just want to go on some crazy, ranting, cuss-filled rant on all of it. And I can't right now. But it is awful. 
I have my arm all the way like up to my sleeve in water. I'm dealing with the goldfish. I, I want to see what I'm dealing with here. Do you have a picture of the pond? It's around somewhere, I'm sure. I'm sure I got a picture of the damn thing. Uh, we're brought to you by Extend Technologies, XTNDAV.com. What I'm going to do is I'm going to fill it in one day, and mm. then after I fill it in, I'm going to put an outdoor viewing thing there, and that's what it's going to be. How long does it take you to cut your grass? Uh, to do it to do it, or to do it no, right? No, no, no. And You're in a hurry. you got to get it done. How, how long? Less than an hour. Oh, okay. But my mower, I, see, this is why I have to, I have to fix. I'm fixing a couple of things here because my mower deck, I think, is askew. So I gotta, I gotta fix my mower deck because it's, it's cattywampus. Yeah, and then in the spring, I meant to take it out in the fall, but I can't yeah. do it in the fall. I have no time. No time. I got in my yard. There used to be these bushes, and the first thing that we did when I moved in was get rid of them. Pulled them out with my Ram 1500. Uh, and then, cause I got a great big chain that I, I wrap around the base and I pull it out and it takes no effort whatsoever. I'm on little bushes. I'm not pulling out trees for crying out loud. Uh, but I, I got rid of those and then I, I planted over and it left some humps and so it skins. Oh, and so now ass. I have to, I have to get a tiller out, yeah. till up the humps, tamp down, replant grass. And you that's, gotta re- reseed. That's yeah. gotta wait until the spring. Plus on the side of my house, I'm tired of having my trash cans in my garage so I'm going to put them on the side of my house, so I have to put a platform out on the side of my house. And it's and protect them. I don't got enough time. It is amazing to me as I'm getting older and just a, every day is just a little more responsibility. Because remember, my whole goal in life was to have zero responsibility. As a single guy, to, to answer to nobody, I've tried to explain this to my That's girlfriend. Nice. It's not an easy ex- explanation. They I was don't jealous of it. you a few times. I could do whatever I wanted. If somebody... What happened to be in town or happened to be in Tremont? Hey, what are you doing? Be there in five minutes. Yeah. Like, well, that's gone. That is all done. Now Now everything needs planning yeah. because I have somebody else. There's somebody else that occupies my time and has expectations of when I'm going to be available and what we're doing for dinner. I mean, we line up dinner at the beginning of the week for the week of how we're going to do it and what nights we're going to go out or what nights we're going to cook. And now that's, that's in my schedule. Do you yeah. know I never kept a schedule? No. In my entire life, I have never kept a schedule. No, I would ju- if I got if I had had to go work or had these other opportunities, it was all in the head. Now I'm sitting there, and it's it's jarring to me. But what is most amazing to me, Kenny, is that I have some mail documents I have to open up. I know where they're from. I got one from the IRS. I know what it is. I know exactly what I need to do. Mm. I have another one from the DMV. I have another one, and these are things that are sitting there, and, and Sarah goes, what are you going to do with these? Why haven't you opened these? Because her attitude is open immediately every time and start addressing what needs to be addressed. Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting there going, oh, I'm sure I'll get to that tomorrow. And then tomorrow comes, and there's not a moment of the day where that is more appealing than the alternative, which could be me getting a run-in, me uh, having, uh, put, ha- watching Squid Game. Or something on Netflix. God, you guys or that squid or game. a Cavs game. You'd think it's easy. Just open up the mail. Anthony, yeah. open up the mail no. and start paying the bill. Or start writing the no, letter. Start explaining to the IRS where the $100,000 are of laundered money. All these things. <laughs> all these things enter yeah. your mind. And at no point. At no point do I actually want to sit down and address that. And at no point is the alternative not going to be better and more desirable. So help me through this. What do I do? You just got to do it. You just got to do it. There's, I know. As a uh, – I, so I've said this before, and I think it's a little bit much to, sell, to tell the kids. 
on the flag football team. Uh, there are times where they're they're six. They simply don't want to play flag football, <laughs> and they'll they'll look you dead in the eye, and I don't want to be here. And I'll get right down there, and I go. You give them the Joan Crawford I'd, speech. I'd look right at my son, or I look right at any of the other kids because they've all done it. Mm. There's not a single kid there who hasn't done it, and it's on our team, and it's on every other team. And I look them dead in the eye, and I go, "Someday you're going to be my age, and your life is filled of things of things you don't want to do." And there will be little snippets of things you get to do. See, this is what changes from when you're a kid that I didn't understand until it hammered me in my freaking face as an adult. Is that as a child, with the exception of school, your life is everything you want to do filled with things you have to do. And as an adult, it's completely reversed. Your life is filled with things you have to do with little things of what you want to do. Which makes you love those little things you want to do even more because there's only so much time you get to do it. So that you have to answer to. So this is something that's fun that you're playing football with that none of this matters. You guys don't even know the score. You don't care about it. You have to enjoy this as much as you can because there's going to be a life full of obligation. Mm-hmm. And so I get to say the same thing to you now as a 40-year-old man is that you've had your fun. And whether you like it or not, subconsciously you want it. You've talked about children and marriage. So subconsciously you do want this, is that your life will be full of obligation. And you will have to separate hobby from obligation. The best thing for you is, though, you don't have many hobbies. You don't play many video games. You like television, but you can take it or leave it. You're, you're a social person which is fine because I think that once you have kids, you, you and folks, he wants kids. I'm not putting insisting kids upon him. He said he wants kids. Sarah wants children. Eventually it'll happen. So if they want kids, you'll just go to social function with the kids. And because you're more of a people person than you let on, your, your observations will happen there. You will watch, and that will be part of your hobby. I think you'll do very well with children in the future with, with social aspects because – you don't have any of these little personal hobbies that just make you, you. Like, there's guys who, they're big video game players and then kids, and they struggle with wanting to play video games and kids and all that stuff, and then getting their kids involved in video games. They're fantasy football players. They do that. They they like they work on cars. They do that. Like there's Especially cars are the, some of the most time, it's mo- one of the most time-consuming things you'll ever deal with yeah. is cars. I mean, there are guys who, especially like some of the local stock car drivers, they will. They get home from work and they will work until they'll forget to sleep. They'll forget to sleep. It is a time-consuming thing. If you have kids, that totally changes. That's why so many of them get their kids involved, so it gives them an excuse to tinker <laughs> and work on cars. So you don't have that problem. You'll be okay. I think you'll be just fine with that. So I don't think the life of obligation will hurt you more than you think. or I don't think it will hurt you as much as you think. It's just when you're selfish for as long as I've been, it's hard. It's really hard. It's I, really hard to I never told cross you to, the Rubicon. But I will tell you, though, I never told you to not be selfish. I never told you to not be selfish. The thing about your life is you're not selfish to the terms of you're a giving person when it comes to charity. You can help a person in need. I've seen you do it. I've seen you help your friends in need. You're not selfish like that. You are you are good selfish. What I think of you in terms of good selfish is that I've never seen you actually date anybody other than Sarah. 
And there's a there's a good thing to this, folks, is that some people say, well, that's terrible. It's not because there's no preconceived BS with any of the other things where you've strung along somebody throughout their life and then you've reached the point where ah, I'm done. That's selfish. Boy, I've seen that a lot. Exactly. Where they just were that were, neediness was yes, was where, was completed yeah. and then outside of that it was Yes. a false. There's dating, there's dating and then there's there's really cruelty. Lima dated. Lima's not cruel. Now I'm sure some of the women that he's been with in his past they might have other things to say, or they had different expectations. Disagree. Yeah, but I, but I look at it totally different. I think those people had those expectations. Maybe Lima didn't necessarily say don't have those expectations, but they might have had those expectations and didn't manifest those to Anthony. But I've never seen him really do any of that stuff. So I, I don't think you're selfish to the point of. You don't think about other people. You don't think, no, I, I, I thought it was always a good selfish where you're not going to, const- you're not going to put yourself in a relationship you didn't want to be in. You were not going to, you were not going to bind yourself to the family status that you didn't want to bind yourself to. You were going to do it when you were ready. If you were ready at 35, you were ready at 35. If you're ready at 40, uh, you're ready at 40. I, I didn't think any of those things for you. I think a lot of people put their own problems and they sub him in for you and go, well, he's selfish. No, he doesn't want kids. At that time, you didn't mm. want kids. That's not selfish. Having kids when you really don't want them or having kids to save a relationship oh, or just having kids be because it. everybody else wants you to have kids, that's selfish. Having kids because you want something that's just yours or you want to use it against somebody else, that's selfish. I've seen selfish. Anthony is not – you are not classically selfish. You are selfish. Mm-hmm. But you're not you're not to the point. Selfishness to me is where you're you only care about yourself and you let other people be hurt by that. I have not seen that with you, so I think that that's different. Extend Technologies XTNDAV.com. Do we have anything else do we need yes, to say? Yes, I want to ask you something. On? Okay, go ahead. How are you watching the game tonight? We didn't talk about this much on the air. I'm going to my office. Okay, so I'll be home. I should be home right before kickoff. Now and I'm you go could to my office and watch you, it. You could theoretically, or maybe you can't because of the kids. You could have theoretically stayed at the game tonight and watched. Yeah, but I. So I've been no. to two. I've been to two home games so far this year. How many have they played? Have they played three? Yeah. Okay. I've been to two of the games so far. Yeah, they've played three, and it's been great being back in venues. I mean, I, I not able to go to an Indians game. I haven't been to an Indians game in a long time now. I did go to one. Then we went to the Cubs game, and then I went to a couple Cavs games last year. That was a disaster. That and that wasn't the Cavs' fault. That was protocols and all that. We don't have to get into it. It was depressing. But it is awesome being back at the Browns games, and that's why I thought it was a little unfortunate to see the reaction of so many Browns fans say they were looking so forward to this game. They bought this game because it was prime time, and then now they're like, eh. Yeah. And I think that stinks. And I, I, it's not, I don't know if it's our job to try, to try to get you out of that mode, but tonight has the opportunity to be a special night. It yeah, really definitely. does. And I hope people aren't going down there already with their minds made up, their preconceived notions about how this could be a disappointment and how this season could be going down south and how the future of Baker Mayfield could now be in doubt. I think you can't, you can't, you can't fill your head up of all those things because then it's just going to be depressing. Yeah. Plus, like I said, it could be a special night. They could go out and win, and they, they, they they're supposed to win. I mean, they're still the favorites in Vegas. 
So they go out there, they win, you're 4-3, and three, you have the most time off you've had in a while to get healthy, and then you're going to be facing Pittsburgh, and of course, you know, they're going to be favored against Pittsburgh. They will. If they have Baker back and all that. Yeah, if they have Nick yeah. Chubb back. Yeah, you're yeah. right. You're right. It sucks with the injuries. It does. And I, there's a couple things I didn't want to say. You do think about long-term stuff. One is that, yes, if this continues to go down this path, like James Palmer was with us earlier today from NFL Network, and he said this is one where he said it's not as much about must win as it is must be healthy. Okay, that's a fair way to look at things because you're, you're playing for the grand scheme of things. So mm-hmm. I, I, I get that. I, I understand what James is saying. It, it's been almost blamed on me, or I, I can blame it on myself, where – I can't help it like I did think of the 2020 49ers where it was just an injury every game that was just crippling to that football team. That's difficult to deal with. I don't. I say that. I said it once at the end of the show two days ago. I said it once in the middle of the show yesterday. And, you know, sometimes you feel like you're at fault for what you say. The other thing is I thought about this, and I don't want to say it out loud. I'll say it on the podcast. I'm not going to say it on the show just yet is that, yes, you have to think about what if this continues. Mm -hmm. What if they continue to lose players and lose games? There's a much worse question I have to bring up, and I'm not going to do it yet. I'm going to do it on the podcast right now because this has to be fleshed out here before I bring it to the actual air. It will make me wonder what if they would have hired Kevin Stefanski instead of Freddie Kitchens in 2019. Because if you would have had Kevin Stefanski, my thought is obviously your results would have been much better than 6-10. and 10. Would it have put more pressure on you to enhance that defense going into last season than this season? Because you had Kevin Stefanski and it was like, all right, we don't know what we have in Baker. We, we, we've seen him play really well. We've seen him play like garbage. We got this new coach. We'll see. We got this. We got players that we know we think are good. Defensively, we're really lacking. And then last year, I do think a lot of people were going like, man, if we would have just invested more in that defense. Third and 14, man. Chad Henney couldn't get Chad Henney off the field on third and 14. And so you think if they would have done better in 2019, if they would have been the playoff team that they were supposed to be in 2019, would they invested more and went all in in 2020 and then kept that window open? Because as we're seeing, you can't guarantee next year. Like we, like we, part of what I get so frustrated about about the twenty-year struggle is that we bought in, myself included, these stupid. And I, let, let me underline: stupid five-year plans. You don't have five years in this league. You have no idea what's going to happen. And I bought it. Oh, he's got a five-year plan. Mike Holmgren has a five-year plan. <sighs> five years in the NFL. Five years. Who gets five years to do anything? You might have three head coaches or three GMs yes. in five years. Yes. And we and I I was one of the people. Oh, he's got a five year plan, guys. Don't worry about it. Mike Holmgren. He's won Super Bowls. He's been to another Super Bowl. He, don't worry about it. He's got a five year plan. It's like this is the dumbest effing thing I've said in a, quite a while. And I just believed it because I wanted the Browns to do well. You just don't have that time. And now I think of myself. Okay, I was twenty six, twenty seven when that was going on. Twenty five, twenty six, twenty seven. I'm thirty five now. Part of me does think when you're forty five. Or 40, talking to myself, and we are in year X of Baker. Chubb's gone. The offensive line you have now is gone. All this stuff is gone, and we're putting this together. Am I going to sit there in an offseason and go, don't you guys remember 2021? 
don't you guys remember what that season was like? Don't you go back and look at that. You have to go for it now. Like that type of thing. I do think that far ahead, which is sick, but I do think that far ahead. And I don't want to think that way. That's why it's like, hey, go on and win the damn game. Because if you win the yeah. damn game, you're 4-3. and three, and I don't, have to, I don't have to consider any of that stuff. But it is, I'm telling you right now, if things go poorly, anybody listening to this podcast knows that one day I'm going to say it on the show, and I don't want to say it on the show. Like, I have to go back and go, what if they would have hired Kevin Stefanski instead of Freddie Kitchens in 2019? Well, you're you're talking about you just said 21. Don't you remember 2021? God, I think back at last year, and every day that goes by, and I think about how, and I know it has a lot to do with health. You can't even guarantee an offensive line can be good two years yeah, in a you're row right about in that. this league. You can't. The only thing you can is if you have an elite quarterback, you can almost guarantee that you should. You should then, have Kansas pretty good City. teams. I know. I know. I, I agree. And hell, Deshaun Watson was supposedly. Uh, a, a league quarterback last year. They won four games or something. Yeah, that's true. So I think back to last year because I know this is a loser's lament. Didn't it feel like last year? I don't know if the Browns – I would not have picked them to win the Super Bowl or anything. Yeah. But I think they would have gone if they won that Kansas City game last year. And I keep thinking back, like, is there is there a universe where last year was the year that the – the Browns were supposed to have that Philadelphia Eagles season. Was it supposed to be last year where no one's picking you mm-hmm. and then boom, you, you beat your longtime rival. You go toe to toe. You knock Patrick Mahomes out of the game. You beat Chad Henney. Now you play. Would it have been Buffalo in the AFC championship game? Kenny, right? It had to be Buffalo. Yeah. And if you beat Buffalo, you're going to the Super Bowl. And who knows? Throw everything out the window. If you go to the Super Bowl and have two weeks to prepare, even if it's for Tom Brady and Tampa Bay. No, you probably wouldn't have won, and nobody would have picked you to win. But you never know. Nobody would have picked Carson Wentz. And who was their head coach? I already forgot. Doug. Uh, Doug Peterson. Doug Peterson. With a D. Would anybody have picked? Well, yeah, it's Doug. Uh, would, would, any, <laughs> would anybody have picked them to beat Tom Brady and no. Bill Belichick? No. no. She just never know. And I hope we're not thinking about that five years from now. Where, damn it, they were supposed to beat Chad Henney. They were. They were supposed to go to the yep. Super Bowl. They were supposed to go to the Super Bowl the yep. first time in franchise history. Them's the breaks. I, I, I don't want to. I don't want to go like. That. It's just never easy. I hope. I hope this does teach fans a lesson. You, they should know they're Cleveland fans, but you're always going to have hope. Every season, you have new hope. I think the Detroit Lions had hope going into the year. You just do. You always convince yourself that there's some sort of hope. Ian Rappaport, by the way, oh, what uh, do we during got? the podcast says, Browns, Baker Mayfield, Browns quarterback Baker Mayfield is expected to knee surgery, need surgery yeah. on his torn labrum following the season, sources say, the result of the hits he's taken on his non-throwing shoulder. The belief is he can deal with it through the season, but incurring more damage would make it a challenge. Yeah. It is going to be a challenge. It is. So that just came down, huh? Um. Well, we kind of talked about that today, though. Absolutely, did we, not? we did. So, so he's going to be dealing with this all year, and we just have to hope he doesn't take the hits. So, I mean, are you changing your offense when he comes back? Uh, maybe. Getting rid of the ball as quick as humanly possible, I and mean, they're already trying to do that a lot. Yeah. So, it's very well, we'll interesting. See. We'll see. It is interesting. Um, I can I can I can I share something here before we get moving sure. to the to the end of the day. Um. One of the things, I want to put this on the podcast here, because I did tease it, so I figured we have to say it, is that we do not hope, like, I think every now and then, I do know that there's such a thing as trolls on social media and things like that. 
I think I do think people hear what they want to hear. There is no excitement if the Browns lose. At least I, I, I speak for this show and an official show stance. Uh, I can't bring up ratings. I can't bring up numbers even here uh, because it's against the law to do so or against the regulations of the Federal uh, Communications Commission to do so. Mm-hmm. But I wish I could because I would like to show you just how bad things might have been when uh, allegedly when the Browns were uh, 0-16 and 1-15 and and how bad those things were for us at that time as compared to where they are now. Uh, I, I think that one of the things that we're, we're sneaking into is some people, you guys like the drama. I do not like the drama. I know that you'll listen to the Browns and Brown stuff no matter what. Now, there are things that, yes, there are juicy stories that we can get into that, yes, are, are dramatically filled. But I don't like the connotation – and, and part of it is maybe from, and I hate to say this, from our predecessors in in radio here in the city, uh, possibly from different generations. Maybe they felt that way. I can't speak for those people. But I know that Lyman and I do not like if the Browns lose. And I think anybody who actually does listen to the show knows that, that we do not like when the Browns lose. Now, we kind of laugh if people say this is because of you guys for doing that stupid Super Bowl, Super Browns chant. If they lose, I always think that that's kind of funny because the players don't care and we don't we do not have that much power over them. But the thought of them losing and liking when they lose, I'd have to tell you, like we've taken a lot of calls over the last six weeks. And as many listeners will highlight, there have been a lot of calls out of there that have been good. But there's been a lot of calls that have been downright stupid. And so if you're just going to take calls and that's what you're there to do is to just take calls, I think it's going to make you look bad as a host, and I think it's going to make you look dumber as a host to do so. I'm more than willing to take calls. I'm even more than willing to take bad calls, but I I want them to be good calls. And there are times where we've had calls where we've ignored them just because we know that they're bad calls. Case in point, last week when I started yelling at everybody, saying we're not going to take these stupid bleeping calls, you got to do better with these calls or I'm not going to take any of these things. So I, I, I don't like the thought of it's better when the Browns lose or it's better when that that's that's ugly. I, I think that people get tired of different head coaches. I think they get tired of different general managers and different quarterbacks for a long time, and that's something that I don't miss whatsoever. And that's why I will still, and people think I'm stupid for saying this, but I think it's true, you are much more emotionally invested in a team like this than you were 0-16 so when you were to move on from Hugh Jackson or you are to move on from Sashi Brown or anything, it simply didn't matter. This, if things were to f- go apart and go awry and you had to move on from these things, this sucks way worse because you actually had a look at decency. You actually had a look at comp- competition and what it was like to be one of the better teams in the NFL. That sucks way worse than any of that. That's why I would never wish into that upon Anybody here in this city, I would wish it upon Pittsburgh. I would wish it upon Baltimore, obviously, but I don't want to wish it upon anybody here. Go ahead. No, no, I, I totally agree. And uh, there is, there is. that's why I want to avoid this. I, I used the term morose earlier today, this feeling right now in the city. And what I love about this game tonight is it can change. It can change that fast. A win tonight immediately changes that. Uh, the Baker News is something we're going to be following Obviously, very closely, it's going to be a factor the rest of the year. I think we understand that. And maybe that limits the ceiling for this team. I don't know, but I'm not prepared to say that right now because I don't know. I don't know how unhealthy he is. And, you know, it'd be nice to just have Jarvis Odell, Baker, and either Nick Chubb or Kareem Hunter both. It'd be nice, you know, in one game this year to have that. 
Uh, and hopefully we'll get that opportunity. But this is this is a huge game tonight, and I hope that place gets loud. I, I hope they cause problems for the Denver Bronco offense, the fans in attendance, because just going into tonight, acting like uh, it's you're on a way to an execution or something. Thank I mean, you. that's that's that stinks. That's not fun. My neighbor, my old neighbor, Crazy Carl, told me about the time he witnessed an execution, a public hanging in the state of Georgia. When did they do those? Some guy robbed a bank, and they used to do public hangings right out there. Boom. Oh, Killed okay. somebody, and they go, you want to do a public hanging? You want to come to the public hanging? They go, yep. And so, should I tell this story? Well, I think that would be life-changing to the point where even if you were big on that, you were gung-ho, and you're like, yeah, I want to see this, or that guy deserves to die for what he did. I think – I think on paper is very different from in actuality. I think that'll change you. I think he, it'll change your life. Oh, he was he was a he's part of the greatest generation. And what people wouldn't tell you about the greatest generation, well, they they would tell you now, but they didn't realize then. They had zero. Like you think people don't have filters now? They had zero filter because they had seen some stuff and they had to do some stuff. So he did not care about anything he told to us. He just that that because to him, well. They'll just be in war someday, so this is something that they'll have to do. Like he, his son was in Vietnam. He was in World War II. Like it was that type of thing. So he just assumed we would be in warfare someday, and we we're going to have to see these atrocities. Yeah, imagine that. So he would tell us stories because he was in the Pacific Theater, and he had some had some war trophies and things like that. Uh, and he, we we affectionately called him Crazy Carl, and Crazy Carl was the guy, the guy who had me go out there and have to kill a groundhog, which was. I can't tell that story because people might get upset about that. But the public hanging, he said that the man was very heavy. Oh. And uh, they buried him in two pieces after they hung him. Oh, my God. They didn't take into account the uh, the length of the fall, the G-force of the fall, considering the weight. Like, Isaac Newton must have had a field day that day because it was down and instead of the neck breaking – it just came apart. Oh, my God. I didn't know that happens like that. That's how it happened. That's how it happened. That's a, that's that's how he said it happened anyway. What a great way to end the podcast. Yeah. I don't know. I was going to bring up Ohio's new license plates. You see those? Okay. Uh, let me zoom in because I can only see it from afar. Well, here. Okay. It's like sunshine in the background. Uh, what do we got here? We got a rising sun and Wait, we and got corn. corn. Yeah. We've got corn. There's a kid on a tree swing in there, I guess. Okay. I didn't see him. Okay, we've got a body of water. We've got to commemorate, what, Orville Wright? Is that what it is? We've got the aviation thing. I kind of want to let North Carolina take that. Go ahead. And then we have some metropolitan. So this is essentially to encapsulate all that Ohio is. We have rural. We should have, have a football in there. Metropolitan. Man, doesn't it seem... Are we going too far saying there should be a Look football Look at the orange part of the sun. It kind of looks like a football. So Owen just said the orange part of the sun kind of looks like I hope The big yellow that. one is the sun. The yellow one is the sun. Um, okay, well, I mean, the whole point of these things is to kill it after it comes out. So uh, we'll do four hours on that tomorrow. New license plates? Anything. 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 Any logos. Oh, there's the kid with the dog. Okay. Yep. And then here is... Is that our skyline? Whose skyline is that? I think it's a an amalgam of all the skylines. That's what the terminal tower looks like to them? I, that doesn't look like a terminal tower. I don't know because they had to toe the line between Cleveland, Cincinnati, Columbus, Toledo, Youngstown. 
And this, of course, Chagrin Falls. This, <laughs> okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us, and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 